Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters of the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this week to continue our daily fellowship with the Word. As you have noted by now, I try to take off on Mondays. And the reason is also because I believe it's good to go over one more time the message from Sunday, and I know there are those who are not able to take a listen to the message on Sundays, they do it on Monday, so that we have more time for that. And also, it gives it also gives me time to just be off and get some rest. Praise God, amen. And amen. And this morning, I want to stretch forth a little bit on the house cleaning that we did last Sunday. And before I came to this uh, scripture, this was present in my mind for a while and i think it's important that we address such issues and that is the issue of double-mindedness the issue of double-mindedness you know it's amazing that the reasons we are giving for not receiving from god or not experiencing the fullness of the salvation that you and i have received is different here the brother james the apostles tells us one reason that that could happen and again don't forget it is not like god sits in heaven with a register checking when your mind is half-hearted or when your mind is full no but it's just that you are not in a stable position to see to understand when your mind is unstable and it's like you're trying to give somebody a gift and that person's mind does not receive that gift the problem is not with the giver the problem is with the receiver and again like i mentioned this message is not meant to put anybody down or to scold you or to scare you out but it's something that is very important even even so in my own life i have seen areas where i had challenged like that and all i kept doing is just to continue to believe that which is the truth as long as i see it in the scripture is confirmed by the holy ghost that this is true whether my experience now matches it or not i start from the place of believing and that is what i'm encouraging you don't forget the parable that jesus gave concerning the sower of the seed and the seed he said that a certain farmer went out to sow his seed and as he scattered the seed they fell on different kind of rocks or on different kind of soil if you watch carefully the sower of the seed is the same and the quantity of the seed was also the same but what was it that produced a different result it was the situation of the soil and the soil there speaks about the heart of men there are those who receive the word with excitement but it was not deepened what does it mean to receive a word with excitement and not being deepened is those who get excited but they did not understand what was said they get excited at the truth but they didn't understand and watch this because they didn't understand and they simply forget so the euphoria wears out the excitement wears out but there was no depth in them and it talks about those who received and the word began to germinate but it was killed notice what by the cares of this word and the deceitfulness of riches again it didn't say it's riches that killed it he says the deceitfulness of riches that's what he said again and it talks about the one that fell on the good soil 
and then it began to produce all manner of fruit beloved this is why a lot of people will be in one place you see some change some get better and then some others remain stagnant i have seen people who take pleasure to question rather than to believe what are you questioning what you believe so far has not turned out so brilliantly well so why do you question and force yourself against a truth that is obvious i cannot explain further than what the holy ghost gives to me and like i was mentioning last sunday if i show you this in the scripture and this is why even in church i insist to teach what the scriptures displayed for everybody to read is important so you don't think i'm just making things up or trying to motivate you or trying to get you inspired no i simply read out the scripture and i also try to get as many to read alongside with me so this morning let's look deeper and again i want to address the issue of double-mindedness is something that we all have to be watchful praise god what do i lose to believe that god lost me what am I going to gain to continue to argue that God doesn't love me? Think about that. What am I going to gain? What am I going to prove? Is that going to, is that going to give God a bad name in the whole universe? Or is that going to make the sun not to come out? What do I gain by continuing to argue just because I ran into a challenge today or somebody insulted me or things didn't pan out the way I expected it to be? And then I start to argue and try to prove that God doesn't love me. What exactly is going to be the gain? There's absolutely no gain. You are, you are simply cutting yourself away from God. You are cutting yourself away from the flow. The flow is always there. Don't forget the Bible said this love has been proven in that he gave us his only begotten son praise god amen and amen it's very important think about it beloved just sit down with yourself like i asked last sunday just sit down and think about it what are you going to gain to try to prove that god's love is not real what are you going to gain to try to prove that you are not blessed what you are going to gain is the experience that confirms what you believe. Don't forget the word of God is sacrosanct. It's true. And the more we align with it, it modifies our experience and character and behavior. If you are waiting, like I mentioned last Sunday, I have seen people who are, when they hear a word, they are expecting heaven and earth to transform to something else. Meanwhile, their mind remains unchanged. So they are trying to see something change. And finally, they say, okay, yeah, it's true. And I I've seen many again like i warned last sunday in the morning i was praying with them in the morning in church and i was trying to tell them think about it all the people who left egypt did not make it into the promised land the generation that left egypt never made it to the promised land why was that did god bring them out and not want to deliver them in no it was because of unbelief and they saw greater miracles so when they faced the red sea they called on moses moses called on god and god opened the red sea for them once they crossed the red sea they sang a whole chapter if you read that story thus following the next chapter is full of songs of praise to god oh lord our god how excellent is your name that's where that song came from that's the song they sang after they passed the red sea and then they move forward a few miles down the line they don't have water 
they begin to complain like they never saw the hand of God before in their life. And then God gives them water. They move a mile further and then they start to see that it was only manna that God was raining from heaven. They complained bitterly and they said, why did you bring us out? You should have left us to die in Egypt. God brings quail. After a while, they started to complain. It was complaining more, more, complaining more, more until a time when God said, these are stiff-necked people. They just can't make it. Watch this very carefully. God did not bring them out to let them die, but it was unbelief. And all I'm explaining this morning is in the book of Hebrews. That's where you find the explanation of why they did not make it. Watch this. The Bible never said because they did something wrong. The Bible never said because they didn't pray enough, they didn't fast enough, they didn't move enough. No, it was unbelief. And watch this. Like I explained Sunday, what was responsible for their unbelief? It was their inability to believe the promise of God. Now, watch this. If they had believed where they were going to, it would have made them to endure or respond differently to their present circumstance. When you don't see the future, when you don't see the destination, then any little thing can throw you off balance. But when your eyes are kept squarely on the destination, you can even step over stones without noting that you stepped over a stone. Again, I mentioned this last Sunday. This salvation is greater than what you and I can eat or wear or drink or drive or live. Far better than that. Now, you know me very well. I am not saying those things are not important. Those things are important in our daily life. And don't let any man fool you or make you feel bad because you desire to live better, feed better, train your children better as if you're doing something wrong. We are supposed to praise God. But everything that we're saying is far beyond that. And I pray that your eye will stay on the promise. Your eye will stay on the goal. Your eye will stay on the vision. Your eye will stay on the fact that we are here to fulfill the work of the Lord, carry out the plans of our Father. When our eyes stays on that, and then we continue to move on this journey. There are days that it will be so much excited, like I explained last Sunday. It is good. There are some days that it doesn't feel exciting, but what is at stake is beyond my feelings, is beyond my excitement or not excitement. Sometimes uh, the message flows easily. Sometimes it's a struggle. No, but we have to continue because this is this is now far beyond our feelings. Praise God. Amen. And amen. James chapter 1, I'm going to read from verse number 5, hopefully to 8. James chapter 1. Verses 5 to 8, and here our brother, the beloved Apostle James, wrote, And if anyone longs to be wise, watch that, and if anyone longs to be wise, what should that fellow do? Ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace you know when we preach like this people said okay we are not we are causing problem we don't want people to live righteously we are giving them license to sin i didn't write this scripture the bible says that if you lack wisdom ask and god will not scold you because you lack wisdom but he will overwhelm your failures notice that the lack of wisdom always leads to failures have you noticed that the lack of wisdom always leads to failures. Now, before I continue, let me make this statement, something that you should think over. 
If you notice, many of the wisdom or ideals or principles that were handed to you and I from the beginning of our lives did not come from God. Many of the things, the way of doing things, for example, how family should be raised, the value of a male child, the value of a female child, who you should marry, how you should pursue success. Like I explained last Sunday, most of the things that has been handed over to us or were handed over to us did not come from heavenly wisdom. It came from earthly wisdom. Some of them have helped us to survive, but my life and your life is above survival. Praise God. That is why the word of God produces wisdom and practical understanding. That wisdom is God's own wisdom. It doesn't mean that you don't have sense at all at all. No, what we are saying is that we are trying to have God kind of sense. Praise God. So that, our, so that we can live out our lives the way he has ordained it, the way he intends it, the way it has always been in his heart. Praise God. Notice here, lack of wisdom leads to failures. And so lack of wisdom is not that you don't have at all. Is that the wisdom you and I have been operating is the wisdom of the knowledge of good and evil. Is the wisdom that is derived from the knowledge of good and evil. And no wonder many of us, even though we became religious, we are still far away from God. And never having this kind of continuous unbroken fellowship that we are now enjoying with God. Praise God. So what I mean is this. I'm not saying that every wisdom we gathered was completely useless. No, some of them have helped us to a point. But like I told the children last Sunday, we've got to grow from primary one to primary two. We've got to grow from the wisdom of the world to the wisdom of God, from the principles of man to the principles of God. And that is where our glory begins to manifest, when we start to think about life the way God thinks about life, think about family, the way God thinks about family. Have you noticed that many of the things that gets us depressed many times is actually pressure? It's not that if you don't wear a particular clothes, you will fall sick and die. No, it's because you feel that you are the one left out. Your friends are more different than you. So you also want to measure up to be like everybody. It's not that if you don't have any particular thing, you will die. No, it is just because the wisdom of, war, of the world is about competition. It's about trying to see who you are better than or making sure that everybody doesn't seem like they're better than you. And that's the wisdom of the world. And that's why if you operate in those wisdom, it doesn't matter what you get, what you have, you will always have issues. But when we come over to this place where nothing missing, nothing broken, our mind is fixed on the joy and the peace that we have in the Lord, we know that I am not defined by what I eat today, what I wear. Oh, do I love to eat? I do. Yeah. Do I love to wear good things? I do. Do I love to have money? I do. But listen to me carefully. None of that should be what defines my life. It's not that you don't have wisdom. It's that the wisdom you're working on is the wisdom beneath. And now God is migrating you and I away so that our wisdom becomes his own. Praise God. Never forget, lack of wisdom leads to failures. But the good thing about it is that God is not scolding you over your failures. Instead of scolding you, the Bible said he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Okay? This kind God, not the one where I won't follow. This God that overwhelms my failures with his generous grace is the one I want to follow. And is the one I worship. And now him be my papa. And is the one I will preach about. Who won verse? Make a verse. And like I say to them now, may it be to everyone according to their faith. I believe my faith is in the God who overwhelms my failures 
with his generous grace. That's what makes him a good father. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen and amen. Verse number six says, just make sure, the only thing he's asking, just make sure that you ask empowered by confident faith. Watch this. Without doubting that you will receive, just make sure that your mind is in one place. As you're asking for wisdom, there is no doubt. You're not trying to see the cutting move or maybe some hand come inside your dream, open your head and put some wisdom inside. No, if you have asked, be confident that you have received. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and then doubts the next watch this double-mindedness you believe one minute you come to church you listen to this message you believe what pastor says in one minute you believe the word one minute the next minute the conductor refuses to give you your change or you try to book an uber and the guy is wasting time you're not saying ah if i'm blessed why will uber driver be wasting time beloved listen to me that is double-mindedness it just makes us unstable watch what the scripture says here being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind you are up one minute and tossed down the nest watch this being undecided i ask you this morning is it not better to come to a place of final decision that you're just going to follow this love of god whether you understand it completely or not just believing decided finally friend most of the truth that we share should be life principles for us Every human being should have what I call life principles. They are clear to you. This is what you believe. You have come to the end of believing in this. There is no other up and down. You believe that God loves you. You believe that the love of God is eternal. The love of God, no get condition. Don't let any man shake you away. Don't let anything shake you away. You believe in the fullness of the love of the Father for you. That means you have come to a place of decision. And because he loves you, then that becomes a foundation to let you see he wants your good he doesn't want pain for you even though you may run into pain why because we live in a broken world but you know that this is not what god wants to you want for you and the more you align that the more you see the wisdom on how to manage the situations that you may encounter praise god i don't know whether this is making sense to you this morning but again i'm following up with the house cleaning that i did last sunday on before we go before we continue again on our subject matter manifesting heaven jesus is start don't forget you cannot be undecided you have to come to a place of absolute decision it's either you come to that conclusion that you are righteous or you are not but when you come to that place you are decided your mind is made of not driven up and down like the waves of the seas that's when james says when you are half-hearted or when you are double-minded and wavering he says it leaves you unstable and then he asks can you really to expect to receive anything from the Lord when you are in that condition? Beloved, let me repeat what I said last Sunday. Again, it's not like God has a register in heaven or a thermometer for mind check. And then he sees in heaven just watching your mind. And then he starts to bless you when your mind is correct. And then when your mind is not correct, he starts to reverse the blessing or he stops the flow. No, it is that this response closes a door. It's like, I don't know whether you have been trying to show somebody before that you care for them. I don't know whether you've experienced that. I've experienced that many times as a pastor. You're trying to show somebody that you care for them. You're trying to show somebody that you're there for them. 
but they just never see it. They just don't believe it. Your care is there. Your heart is there. Your support is there. Maybe because of the things they have gone through or maybe because somebody has abused them or used them in the past or stuff like that. So they are using other people to read you. Their mind is just closed. Even though your love is present, even though your care is present, it's always present, but they cannot receive it because their mind is not open to receive it. It's the same thing here. Being double-mindedness makes it impossible. It closes the flow that we have with the things that God has done for us. Praise God. Again, beloved, let me wrap up this morning by sharing a wisdom that if you listen carefully, you should have picked this out from this house cleaning don't use your experience to balance the word of god don't try to use what you see today to try to confirm a word that is eternal our experiences may change and differ and i trust that my experience your experience and i pray this morning we continue to get better and better praise god however our experience must be subject to the word of God, not the word of God being subject to our experience. Praise God. Amen and amen. How you know when people start asking, but why? But God, why this? But God, why that? When you are asking those questions, you are trying to reduce the totality of an eternal God and eternal truth to an experience you are having at a moment. Have you had a bad experience before? You didn't know how you were going to come out, but somehow along the line, God also made a way. Praise God. Beloved, this is not a scolding message. This is an awakening message. This is a house cleaning just to help you come to a place of decision so that your mind is stable in the truth that you have received. Praise God. And let me end up this morning by giving you another advice. This is why you have to be extremely cautious and careful in what you feed in. Don't go listen to everybody just because they are calling God. Because sometimes it is those things that you listen to that confuses you. Stay your mind on the truth of the gospel has been revealed to you. Play the messages over and over. If you have a question, please don't forget to ask me. I will be very glad to answer. I don't have any problem with that. Send me a message and I will carefully, patiently explain it out. Praise God. But two things. Don't reduce the word of God to your present experience. No. If you keep holding on to that word, it will transform your experience. Watch what you feed. The Bible said, guide your heart and mind with due diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Don't forget the restoration of the glory of man begins by the restoration of his mind. When man's mind is made stable as that of God. Let me stop here and I'll continue tomorrow by the grace of God. Don't forget that this morning, brothers and sisters, you have been served with joy in my heart. It is now your time to also go ahead with so much joy, love, and excitement in your heart to serve as many as possible as you share forth the message. Do have a very wonderful and blessed week. Shalom.